in the head with the crankbaits what happened and now I'm about to rip it out of it. There he is, I saw me! <laughs> so sick. No. I love it. Dude, I gotta get a, uh, what is in the world? I'm like echoey and hold on. There we go. That's better. Um, no, I need to get like a little video or something for the, for the live part because you just, people just staring at us listening to the right. intro. <laughs> I mean, it's okay on the podcast form if you listen to it on uh, podcast platforms, but I think we look a little awkward playing that. But just put, just put together the clips from from the sound bites you took. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I just gotta just gotta do it. But um, but anyway, here we go. Uh, welcome everybody to another episode of the Pelican Bone Outdoors podcast. I don't even I don't even know what episode this is to be honest with you. But we're trying to trying to keep it consistent. Um, if you're watching live, you're on youtube if you missed it live you're on uh wherever you get your podcast i got uh we i'll try and record the lives every tuesday or wednesday depending on my work schedule and then the following monday is the actual podcast form on uh spotify apple podcast and all the other ones that i don't even know the names of but it gets out there too but today we got derek plays my uh my taxidermist what's up brother what's up man Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. It was a good time last time, so what the yeah. heck? Um, so yeah, today we're gonna be doing a little underrated, overrated, or overrated, underrated, however you want to say it. Uh got this idea from my buddy Alex, who has a podcast, who I believe got it from someone else, and I can't think of the name. Uh but yeah, I thought it was a great idea. I listened to a bunch of his, it's it's fantastic. So um here we go. We'll just jump. Well, actually, no, let's talk about uh, real quick about what we're doing uh, Friday. If y'all uh, seen it on the channel, I went out and caught a bunch of Rio Grande cichlids, which are invasive to Louisiana. And there's actually a kill order on them where you have to kill them uh, if you catch them. Can't throw them back. Can't, uh, can't even possess them live. You have to myrtleize them, throw them in the woods, throw them in a bucket, take them home, whatever. Can you use them for bait? Yes, but I don't know if you can use them for live bait. Gotcha. Because, yeah, I guess the potential of them getting off and still being alive, which, I mean, use I don't them, know. Use them as cut bait. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I know for a fact you can use them as cut bait. Question is if you can use them as live bait, because I guess technically that'd be possessing them live. Right. And that's what's against the law. So, um, but yeah, Derek called and or he texted me and said, "Where can he get some? Because he wants to. Would you want to mount them, huh?" Yeah, man, they're they're just really cool looking fish. How they have all those almost like fluorescent neon yeah. spots on the side. So I'm gonna attempt it. I'm, I'm not really sure how it's gonna come out. I might. I probably try to skin mount one or two, and then I may try to make an actual like reproduction. A replica, yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot. Let's uh. Let's skip the first one and go straight to fish taxidermy then. <laughs> Overrated, underrated, or I guess you can do adequately rated, but we're going to try and stick to the over-under. Um, well, 
See, when you talk fish taxidermy, you got to break that into two categories. Are you talking skin mount fish taxidermy or replica fish taxidermy? Let's let's do both. Okay. Skin mount fish taxidermy, in my opinion, and I have friends that would gut me for saying this, <laughs> it's highly overrated. Um, and I, I think we may have even discussed this the last time. Like, yeah. they, they just don't hold up. I, I don't care. The, the best fish taxidermist in the world could do the most flawless skin mount. And over time, it's just, it's eventually going to break down. The fins are going to break, rot. It's going to bleed grease. Um, they have to be touched up with paint. It's just highly, highly overrated. <laughs> but I also feel like replica fish taxidermy is somewhat underrated because everybody just views it as a, it's like, oh, it's a fake fish. What's the point? Right. Well, you know, uh, if you're if you're into the whole catch and release thing, which yeah, I, I know you kind of have mixed feelings on. I kind of have mixed feelings on. Um, you know, it's it's perfect because you can catch fish and take a picture of it, take some measurements, let it go, especially like a big bass or something that you want to release to potentially catch again or you know have as part of the breed right. stuff. um take a measurement which you got to do anyway while you're on a boat if, if you were going to keep it snap a few pictures good pictures in the sunlight don't take a picture with yourself like casting a shadow on the fish and then right. expect you to be able to do a great paint job um or blurry photos and I was actually to just kind of sidetrack for a second. Um, you had posted, I don't know if it was on your Facebook, your Instagram, something about how much you love the bronze on the redfish. Uh -huh. Posted two photos and one of them was like midday and one of them looked like either evening or morning. It was early morning. And the color difference between the now, two. That was two that was those fish were that different in color oh really that okay. wasn't necessarily like because you know how i mean you know like redfish if you catch them out like grand isle towards the salt like in the in the heavy salt they they tend to be white at lighter yeah. color and yeah. the more you get into the fresh water that tannic water um you know like brackish water that especially that clear tea looking color water they tend to just get that i mean a fire bronze i mean just awesome look yeah yeah I thought I thought two it, different fish. Yeah, I thought it was like a uh, a contrast of the light, and I actually saved both photos because I was like, "Oh man, this is great to like show people as a reference when they want me to paint one." Like, right. take a decent picture at a decent time of day. You well, know? you can still tell them that they don't know the difference. They won't know it's not different fish. <laughs> <laughs> the point's still made, right? Right. So, yeah, but it, the lighting definitely makes a difference for sure. Oh, huge difference huge difference now for me for me i'm gonna say going off of what you said i'm gonna say like the the actual flesh taxidermy is underrated because now it get depends like me i love it like this fish behind me is i mean no one would pay money for it because there's it the fins crack there's some of it split you can see some of the styrofoam inside right uh but i love that I love that old look, you know, like I love old taxidermy. That 
that five dollar garage sale tax. Yes, that's yeah. aged. It's been dropped a couple times. I mean, sure. that's that's me. I mean, shoot, I got I got a deer mount downstairs hanging, you know, because my house was raised, so it's outside in the elements, but under my house that I found in the marsh after Hurricane Ida. Like it came out of somebody's camp, and I went and salvaged it, and I just I put it up. It's still got marsh grass and everything on. I love it. Awesome. But also, but going off also what you said with the the replica, that makes sense with you know like bull reds. I don't keep bull reds anymore. Yeah. Um, just because there are breeders, and that's you know they're they're constantly talking about studies are showing that where our redfish population is starting to suffer. Um, so I definitely I don't keep any more bull reds. Anything twenty seven or over, and even if I'm catching you know. A lot of fish i'm not even gonna keep a 26 because you know he's almost there kind of thing you know I'm, I'm getting real uh picky on which ones i catch so it would be awesome if you catch this you know awesome looking redfish especially if they got like cool spots or cool scars or something like that that you could uh yeah man that you could just take a bunch of pictures of it and get it get it mounted yeah I, i've actually i've got a i've got a 42 inch redfish i need to paint soon i needed to paint it a while back and i've just been neglecting it because uh, <laughs> man it's a job to paint those big fish it really oh, is. i bet um, it's airbrush yeah it's all airbrush i use some uh i use some spray paint um i use a lot of like uh women's makeup glitter really powder. yeah, yeah just it, it's just a combination of things just to get those iridescent effects huh. that are in the scales and stuff um but it has a perfect, like the photo I got is a, the black spot on the tail is like a perfect heart. Like somebody. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. All right. Before we move to our next topic, I need uh, 10 seconds for me to go grab my coffee. Hold on. <laughs> All right, sorry guys. I've been up since quarter to quarter to four, three forty, something like that. Because I went, did a video, it got back, had to do the cooking part, and then I had to put an air conditioning unit and a whole bunch of other stuff in, and uh, and I had to do a podcast. So, and then uh, Derek said he was making coffee, and that just got my taste buds uh, wanting it. So here we go. <coughs> then I choke on my coffee. That's that's nope. awesome. <clears throat> so it's a better so, time to choke. We're, we're not discuss it because I'm sure we both agree. Coffee is neither underrated or overrated. It's just necessary. Yeah, yeah. Coffee's in the category of its own completely. Right. It, it is necessary for life. So regardless of how you feel about it, it must be consumed. That's right. Uh, P Rose. How do you how do you say that word? All right. So I had a feeling you were going to ask me that. I feel like it, it depends on where you're from. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So like I live on a North shore now and I work in Baton Rouge and everybody up here says P row and they yeah. very, they like pronounce it P row. They say it's right. slow. stupid. So <laughs> if you're, and you're from up here. I'm not even sorry. It just doesn't sound right. But 
you can't pronounce the G too heavily either. So the way I was thinking about it is you have to say it fast enough to where nobody really knows how you pronounce it. If you, <laughs> they're not sure if you said the G or not. Right, just Piro. So I, I say Piro. I don't use I don't say the G, right. but I don't say it slow either. I, I say you, Piro. You don't you don't really say the G. You just kind of hit the G slightly. Yeah, it, it, you're grazing. You're great. <laughs> Because I've heard Piro, P-Rog, P-Rogue. P-Rogue is just people who don't have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, they're just from another like, state and they read it. Out of state, north of Alexandria. Right. Those... Yeah. Um, and for people who don't know what a, what a P-Rogue is, it's, uh, I guess it's basically a low-profile Cajun canoe. Um, yeah. Well, they were, I guess they were originally made out of cypress or something. Yeah, like a bit more comparable to like a cypress dugout, I would say. Right. You know, uh, which and I now they how they originally started, and then that was modified into what we know as a pierogue now. Yeah, now you got aluminum, fiberglass. Yeah. I guess they still make wood ones. But all right, overrated or underrated, the pierogue? I think they're underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, they only really exist here. So yep. I feel like everybody else is missing out. You know, you, you, you talk to guys out of state, and I mean, I, I know doing what I do, I, I've, I've met people all across the country that duck hunt in different areas, and, and they're all using boats in the same manner that are way heavier. Right. You know, layout boats canoes kayaks it's just the i feel like the okay fiberglass <clears throat> you know if you get into wood that's heavy my, my grandpa has a cypress one that he built probably 50 years ago and it's it's heavy as can be and then i have a 12 foot round bottom that's fiberglass that my dad made me when i was in high school and no exaggeration, it's 16 pounds. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. I need to get, I need to get one of those. Super tipsy. Like, yeah. Like, you know, you got to hold your breath when you get in it. But see, uh, so awesome. <laughs> I've never owned a Piro, believe it or not. I'm, I live on the bayou and I still don't own a Piro. I have one downstairs, but it belongs to my buddy. And it was his grandpa, so I'm not. I'm, I need to get it back to him. I don't want nothing to happen to it. It actually survived Hurricane Ida out in the back of my yard, and I'm like, I need to get it back to him before something else happens to it. Right. So when I got back from Hurricane Ida, my whole backyard still had water in it for you know a week later. I actually used the Piro to go paddle around back there to check on my neighbor's uh, uh like garage back there to see if his uh they had put their chickens in there to see if they had made it. And uh, yeah, it took me about I don't know eight tries to get in this thing because it ain't as sturdy as my kayak say no, that no it's not <laughs> so that's what i worry about because yeah. all right so I'll, I'll give mine then i think see i don't even know if i'm qualified to give this because i've never even i've never owned one i'd say i'd say overrated in the fact that what we have now with kayaks and stuff how much more sturdy they are. But I would say underrated in the fact that, again, the weight and the simplicity of it. Yeah. 
but something that you would do with it, like duck hunting. And, you know, like you can throw that in top on a flat boat, get to a spot, and then, you know, use the P-Row to get up in the weeds and, and disappear when you're right. duck hunting. Well, I, I can say that I've used both my P-Row and my kayak um, out here in, like, Man Shack mm -hmm. to go. I, I like to go once everybody's finished duck hunting around like right. 10, 11, and just go shoot pool dew and gallon yeah that's that like i don't care about shooting ducks but i'll go out there to do that and having used both the kayak is a lot harder if you get stuck over some lilies it's harder to pull because just it's heavier and right. like, try to push in a kayak and it just wants to like grab onto that grass whereas that 16 pound bureau i just man you get out you pull it you can push it just slides over the grass it's awesome you wear waders when you do that yeah it depends depends that 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 man shack well it's actually joyce management area um some years it has water some years it's dry as a bone so oh, right yeah it, it just depends on what the water is like like one of my biggest fears with a piro during duck season is flipping it and Wet. being freezing cold, yeah. Because yeah. so. my kayak, when I go when I go duck hunting, I have in my blind bag, I have vacuum sealed uh, change clothes. of clothes yeah. because I've <laughs> I've fallen out before. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the very first YouTube video I did was uh, opening day of duck season, and I was trying to throw out a, a, a jerk string of ducks and. It got caught, and I lost my balance on the bow of the boat. Went in, and it was like fifty degrees outside. And if I wouldn't have had, if I wouldn't have had those extra clothes, that would have that have been the end of that hunt. Yeah, but I, oh, I've I've had hypothermia, and I didn't get wet, and it ooh. it absolutely sucks. Like I was I was down and out for probably two weeks after. Really? Yeah, yeah. We'll have to get into that story another day because I want to hear about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of ducks, let's go to the next topic, automatic shotguns. Overrated. Ooh, I like okay, do tell. I like a pump. I, I, I like, find like the older I get, I like more simplistic things mm -hmm. with less moving parts, hence the, well, this the is the bows. Yeah. yeah, this is back, it's mirrored, yeah. <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> Hence the bows. Um, yeah, I, I just like simple, man. And a pump shotgun, there's nothing more simple than a pump shotgun. So. Yeah. Uh, this is another hard, actually hard. I probably should have thought about these a little bit harder before we started this thing. Because I love my automatic shotgun. But I think it. You hear people say you're better with a pump because it slows you down on the second shot. Like you got a pump and then. But I think I'm going to go with. Uh... I'm going to go with adequately rated on this one. I don't know if I can go over or under with, with the automatic shotgun. Now. Because I, I love my automatic shotgun. Now, to be fair, kind of like your your Piro situation. I've never owned an automatic shotgun. Okay. While hunting with other people. Just to see, it just wasn't for me. I just, I, I like a pump. I like the way a pump feels. Um, so, yeah. 
now you want to go functionality versus I don't know what the other word would be. Uh, nostalgia, maybe. I prefer a crack barrel over all of them. A double barrel. I got a. I bought. Um, I went and bought a side by side, just old twelve gauge. I think the things my age are older, so it's like almost forty years old, if not older. Um, I I found it for a good deal at the local gun shop, and dude, I love that thing. Really? Absolutely love it. I I like it to uh, rabbit hunt and squirrel hunt. And uh, I even took it goose hunting, but it only shoots two and three quarters, which, I mean, you can knock a bird down with two and three quarters. Right. Um, but also had to make sure that it could shoot steel because, you know, the older guns can't can't shoot it. But they have some kind of coating on the barrel that they said I, I could shoot steel out of. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm a good enough shot. Oh, I'm not a good shot. <laughs> don't get me wrong i'm not never once i said like shooting them i don't like i didn't say like hitting them right yeah because uh no that i go through and that's another thing probably shouldn't use an automatic because i think i go through shells a lot quicker with that automatic yeah i'll shoot at the same duck three times and he still flies away right yeah i need a i don't know i need to practice i'm not i'm not a good shot at all but i did realize recently we went shoot with my buddy frank and uh I shot with both eyes open because my partners kept telling me to shoot with both eyes open with the shotgun. And we were shooting skeet. And, dude, I was nailing them once I started opening both eyes. It's, so I've been doing that for years just with every – like even even shooting a rifle, shooting a bow. Oh, I can't do that. I just – both eyes open. I, I don't know what – like you said, it just – I feel like when you close an eye, you lose – You lose depth perception for sure. Yeah, and you just—I feel like you just kind of lose the overall target, you know. I think my hardest thing with doing that with um with everything is I'm left eye dominant, but I'm right handed. So oh, yeah. if I have both of my eyes open trying to see through a sight on like a rifle, my left eye wants to take over, and it it throws off it throws off the sights. But with a shotgun, it kind of you're just looking at the one bead. You're not trying to line up you know two things and i think that's why i could do the shotgun but not not the other ones but i think this season coming i'm putting a red dot on my shotgun there you go we'll get it done we'll figure it out because <laughs> we don't have enough ducks to be missing them all <laughs> we only get a few shots every hunt you got to make them shots count chick filet um all right so i don't really eat fast food but you know the hype behind Chick-fil-A. You know, right. you know, parking lots are always full. So Yeah. So I got to go. I don't know, man. I can't say it's overrated because it, it's it's pretty damn good. It's like the only, you know, chicken sandwich you're going to get that you can actually identify as an actual piece. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it's overrated. And, and you can be in and out. In like 30 seconds yeah but i'm not gonna say it's underrated either because like everybody knows about it so that that's a hard one because as far as like the food goes food's good don't get me wrong but it's not to me it's 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 overrated as the like the parking lot is always full yeah and it, i mean it's not 
I mean, it's good. It's all right, but it's not like something like super. Remember when Popeyes had the chicken sandwich first came out and they like sold out like, for forever because like there was so many people all over it. Right. It they're like that with Chick Fil A all the time. It seems like. Right. But I got to give them credit for their service. When you when you go to a Chick Fil A, it doesn't feel like you're making that person work when they shouldn't have to or something like you go to burger king and you swear you ask for their firstborn child when you're trying to ask for a a burger yeah it's like, like going, they're miserable it's like going to dmv yeah like, oh it's terrible can i take your order yeah can i get this this and this and okay right that, i'll tell them thank you have a good day and they're like uh and that, just that's it that pause and that sigh it's like <sighs> you want fries too I mean, yeah, I, I, I do that all day at work too, but I don't deal with people. Like, right. Well, that's, yeah, that's different. That's different. You're, yeah, you're, you're serving the public here. Right. You need to at least put a, put on a happy face. You don't have to really be happy, but I mean, yeah. try and fake it. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. But, I, but the thing is, I love burgers. I love them whoppers. Like, I've been trying to stay away from fast food, but I'll crave one of them big old Texas double whoppers with the jalapeno and bacon on it. <sighs> Dude, I couldn't even tell you the last time. Probably like a decade since I've eaten Burger King, if not longer. Man, you're gonna live so much longer than me. Just don't. <laughs> I just don't <laughs> do it, man. <laughs> Live bait. And I don't know. I feel like live bait doesn't live long enough to be considered live bait. All right. You... <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It's, it's live until like after the first two casts. Bait as opposed to artificial. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking even, I guess I should have specified when I did that. Right. Not necessarily still wiggling, but, you know, live shrimp, dead shrimp, frozen shrimp, just actual meat or whatever worms you know anything that was once alive i'm gonna go i'm gonna go underrated i feel like everybody like will navigate more towards soft plastics artificials just for the convenience aspect of it and then they try to figure out what color is going to work best but why not just use what the fish actually eat that's how i look at it simple as that simple Fish aren't fish aren't eating a hot pink lizard with a chartreuse tail, or you, <laughs> not you're, you're not you're not wrong. You know they're eating they're eating shiners, they're eating shrimp, they're eating whatever falls in the water. I'm gonna have to disagree. You just I, tonight. <laughs> no, I gotta go. I gotta go with with overrated. So it's good. It's good if somebody don't know how to fish. Like all the guides usually have shrimp on the on the boats when they take people out. Because, you know, if they're not biting on anything else, usually a live shrimp, you can you can get something something to bite on it. I'm on the school of thought, like you cranking a gold spoon through the marsh, and a redfish is gonna hit that thing a whole lot harder than he is a dead shrimp. Or a shrimp under a cork. Like when you're cranking it and that thing's moving, he's trying to 
kill that sucker. And dude, there is nothing like when you feel that that twenty something inch redfish. It didn't even have to be at the bull red, just twenty five inch redfish cream one of them moving, you know, artificials. Dude, there's just nothing like that. Right. And that that's that's my biggest reason why I like artificial. But, but I feel like spoons and spinners and things that flash is a whole separate category. Still artificial versus, I, I I get it, I get it, but like a plastic worm, isn't shiny. But neither yeah. is a real worm. Fish aren't intelligent. Well, that's true. But and I don't. So I don't know. There's all kinds of studies with still going on with uh colors and and what fish actually see as far as colors. Um, I have I have to see if I can find it. I have a uh, it was on TikTok or Reels. They took basically the rainbow color spectrum and they started at the surface of water and went under and as it goes down to see how the colors change so right. some of those bright colors turn they look brown and and after so many feet of water and it's not that far when they start changing like i think red was one of them instead of red it kind of turned brown to the eye and it's just the way the wavelengths and the water the light and all that sciencey stuff that i don't you know i don't really know and it but do like I, I don't really know how a fish's eyes actually work. You know, it like all animals see color in different different ways, like, yeah. Trees like birds can see colors that we can't even fathom. Mm-hmm. Or pro- and deer deer can see UV. Violet spectrum and all this right. stuff. So I don't know. I, I would assume fish because you know, when like when you first pull a fish out the water and it's super like agitated. Mm-hmm it's as vibrant and colorful as it's going to be like yep. and you put it back in the water and it just kind of dulls out and it's not as bright. So I would assume that they can see those changes in their own color for like defense mechanisms or survival. You know, if you, if, you, if like if one fish sees another fish light up, so to speak, and I'm right. just, I'm just talking out my ass. Just spitballing. Yeah. Good. You know, I would assume they see one fish, you know, change and they all freak out. Right. Like a warning. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've been wanting to try and get a, a, a biologist on here. I'm trying to find a biologist that I can get on here. Um, I think it's going to be tough trying to get a wildlife and fisheries biologist because they got to go through hoops for wildlife and fisheries to get permission to do these things and all that stuff. But if yeah. I can find a uh, like a private biologist, I'd like to get them on here. Yeah. Talk about that crazy stuff. What's up, Dad? Welcome, man. My boy. All right. Uh, Bass Pro slash Cabela's. Overrated. I don't even have to think about it. I don't even... <laughs> almost <laughs> didn't even get the question out. <laughs> Why? Man, I, I just feel like it's... Like when I was a kid and... The only access you had to Bass Pro or Cabela's was a catalog. Mm-hmm. It was so much cooler because you couldn't buy. I mean, like the only place you could go buy like outdoor gear was at least on a West Bank was Walmart. And there might have been like like Game Fisher. And I don't know what they I, I, it was so long ago. I can't even remember what they sold other than crickets. Right. But 
so you get this catalog and it was all exciting because they had all this cool stuff that you didn't see in stores and now that there's a bass pro or a cabela's every 30 miles and you go in there and it's just like for as much stuff as they have they don't really have don't have anything they don't have anything <laughs> want. and yeah i just i think it's overrated and the taxidermy is garbage just straight garbage really yeah it's terrible. i've never looked that close and i don't yeah. know what i'm looking at anyway most of the time and I know that's irrelevant to the question, but I just needed to say it. Well, no, that's all part of it. I mean, because Cabela's and Bass Pro, that's part of it. That's, you know, when people think about it. I mean, I've had people uh, say that my back wall right here reminds them of like a Bass Pro or, or, or Cabela's when you walk in. It don't because that goose looks good. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right, man. I got I got the goose. I got the coyote over there in the corner. <laughs> I need to put that one up one day. Put the coyote on the table right there, and even that that little skull right there, that little coyote skull. That's the one uh, we found when you and I was uh, squirrel hunting that day. Oh and yeah, I, I glued that the, the two pieces of the bottom jaw together and glued it to the to the top. Yeah. That's that day we had Waylon out there with us yeah. when we didn't shoot any squirrel. We saw what one squirrel that day. That when that skull was the only thing we brought back. <laughs> yep, that was it. No meat and a dog full of briars. Uh, yeah well oh jeez he's like velcro with them daggum things so i'm gonna go with uh this is gonna be another adequately rated thing i think for me because i i get it there really isn't it's a big like you said it's a big place full of nothing but it has more than any other place around me that I've been to, if that makes sense. So, yeah. like Bass Pro, Bass Pro over here has way more baits than Cabela's does. Yeah, which which I like that. I mean, I like to be able to go look, and I don't hardly ever buy a whole bunch of them, but I like to be able to look and see what what they got with everything. Because as as great and convenient as Amazon and online stores are, I still like to go to a store, put my hands on it, and walk out with it. Yeah. So for that, I, you know, I love that. And then I do like that that nostalgic feeling. I like walking in there with the taxidermy, with the old stuff on the walls. Uh, I mean, that's why I made that backdrop. Because I love the way that looks. I love the way it feels. It just feels like a camp. feels like, you know, you're out in a cabin in the woods or something. And that's what I like. It's, like an, it's more about the experience, I guess, than the stuff they got in there. Plus, their beef jerky is really good, and it's, like, cheaper than most. Yeah. Well... And two, you know, if, if you go in there, they're going to have stuff, which I can say is like the plus side of it. They're going to have stuff that you can't get locally. So, you know, um, like going when I when I first decided I was going to go elk hunting, I could walk in Bass Pro in Denham Springs and go buy elk calls. Right. And, you know practice on them in my truck on a drive home. I can't go to Academy and get elk calls. I can't go to Walmart and get them, but I can go there and they're going to have a handful just for me to get a feel of it. And, you know, and they also have trapping supplies, which Tra they don't. You said tractor supply trapping. Oh yeah. They got tra tra no, tractor no. Supplies. 
I like Charge Squad. I wish I had one of those too. <laughs> Especially now that I got chickens in a chicken yard and stuff. So. Yeah, but, but but Bass Pro and Cabela's trapping supplies are like stupid expensive. Yeah, they're ridiculous. But yeah. if I need something, because you know, I'm with the Trappers Association and I became an instructor. And when we go on these um, like trapping workshops and stuff, I'm still, you know, I've only been doing it for two years. So I still don't have a lot of stuff. So if I need like these little S hooks or, or, you know, anchors or whatever, that's a place where I can pick it up on the way and go. Right. Because, I mean, we're all the way on the east side of the state and everything we go to is at least past, you know, Gonzalez. Yeah. So I can stop and get me some baits, um, you know, some lures, which nowhere else around here sells it. Like actually, in Slide L, I think Sportsman's Warehouse, I think it's called. I think yeah. they have they have a few things. See, now that's a good store. They but they sell like higher end. They just sell better stuff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Bass Pro Cabela's. You're you're limited to their brand. And a handful of other things where a sportsman's warehouse sells kind of like everything. Yeah. What well, this yeah, Cabela sells Sitka, which you know, I'll probably never be able to afford, but I really, really want some. Yeah. And I don't know. Um I got I don't know, I got mixed feelings about that'll be on the next overrated, underrated. <laughs> um yeah, we'll, we'll just save that for next time. But I think for the most part, camo is slightly overrated. And we'll just leave it at that. Camo in general or their camo? Just in general. for Really? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to have to write these down. for. We'll have to do this again. Write that down. Sitka and camo. All right. Next up, roundabouts. Dude, I'm all for them. Yes. Like, think they're highly underrated but i don't think that the human species is mentally capable of using them to their because i've got one not a mile and a half from here and you would dude it's like people have never encountered it before (laughs) There's no stop sign, and everybody stops. Everybody. That's hilarious. It, it burns me up, man. Because they're, they're not for every intersection. That's, no. That's for certain. I mean, you can't you can't use them on, like, an, you know, eight-lane highway, obviously. Right. But for a lot of those small, small intersections, especially in country towns, yeah, like, you can eliminate a red light or, or the stop signs. And, and use a roundabout. I love them. I think they're fantastic. They're great. They're awesome. Yeah, they're definitely highly, highly underrated. The people who use them, not so awesome. Well, okay. you know, people are, people are, people suck. Yeah. That's, that's just, <laughs> in general, the, the individuals, okay, but when you, you know, the mass, the masses, we're just stupid. Yeah. I'm with you. We're our own worst enemy. Short form videos, like short form content, like TikToks, Reels, and Shorts. So, so I don't use TikTok. There was like a there, there was like a threshold I hit somewhere around Snapchat, where I was like, I'm I'm done with, like I 
I don't care about anything beyond this. Right. It's not, just, I didn't get it. And it seemed like complicated. And I'm like, why do I want to see a 10 second photo of somebody randomly followed by a bunch of cartoon versions of themselves? Cause we're getting older. Dude, I just don't care. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing Snapchat. I stopped at Instagram and that's pretty much where I'm going to live and die until that goes away. I don't do TikTok. I, I don't really, I, I don't dance. I don't care about dancing. So like, but to, I mean, you consume the reels on Instagram, do you not? I mean, it's almost impossible not to now. Yeah. You kind of have to, um, cause every video is a reel now. Yeah. And I get sucked into like the funny, you know, the, the stand up comedy stuff and that kind of, but, um, as far as like whether I think it's underrated or overrated, um, I think it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like it's a detriment to our attention span <laughs> because now if I watch like a YouTube video that's like 20 minutes long, I'm like, dude, I don't have 20 minutes to watch. Right. You know? Yeah. But I can watch like a 15 second reel of something and get the gist of it. And I hate that. I hate that. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go with overrated. <clears throat> and a lot of it has to do with what you just said. So I'll look at YouTube and like you said, and come across a 20 minute video. Oh, that looks interesting. Ooh, that's 30 minutes. Right. I don't know if I want to sit there that long, but I'll get on reels and watch it for an hour and a half before I even realize that I'm still flipping through it and really right. have gotten no benefit other than right. my you mind melting in front of it. You didn't learn anything. No. You learned absolutely nothing, and you could have spent that hour and a half watching, like, something on YouTube that would, like, teach you something. Yep. You know? Yeah. We should definitely shorten our attention spans. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it's good. It's It's... I don't know. I don't know. I, I I wish. I honestly wish they would have banned TikTok just because I want it to go away. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it's a, it would be a good thing or a bad thing or what what Pandora's box that would open if they banned it. But uh, it'd be less one less platform I got to worry about. Yeah. Because I use I only use TikTok to try and get traffic to my YouTube. I mean that's my main. You know I like Instagram. YouTube's my main focus. Instagram's my second, and then like Facebook and TikTok is basically just trying to get traffic to the YouTube channel. Yeah. It, it's a hard thing to do, man. Like I, when I was, when I was like very focused on my taxidermy business, which I've kind of, that, that's a, that's a story in itself, but I kind of shut it down. I'm kind of still doing it. I got really good at telling people no. And I'm kind of at this point now where I'm only working on stuff that I really want to work about. Right. and like get excited about um and just not have to deal with people i don't know and chasing people for payment all that stuff um but it's hard to get it, it's hard to get the traction it's hard to get people to like look at your stuff right and and it, it's it's frustrating because you look at somebody who may be doing something um like man i i, I know a lot of I know some of the best taxidermists in the world. I know some of the worst taxidermists in the world and they get, they have a way better like brand 
that mm-hmm. I dream of, and they just put out garbage, absolute garbage, you know, and I just don't get it. And like, yep. like your videos is like, it's quality production. There's like a, there's like a, a humorous element to it. You do the catch and cook thing, which I think is cool. You're, you're, you're like highlighting the invasive species thing. Um, like with the Nutra, the cichlids, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, I, I feel like there's somebody out there that's putting out crap that's doing better than you. And that makes me mad. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it, man. And it's what, like, encur- what encourages me is, is you're not, you know, you're not the only one that said that I've had quite a few people, people who made it on YouTube tell me that I, I don't know. It's either just not my time or somebody over at YouTube just decided to hate me. You know, I, I also think, and this is getting more into like just culture, you know, stepping outside of the, the TikTok, everything. But I just feel like people in general appreciate watered down, just like talentless crap more than they appreciate some people who actually put forth more effort. And probably due to TikTok. Like if you look at popular music, popular art, popular tv like it's all it all sucks yeah you know same thing with with the you know the taxidermy the the content you produce you know it's like it's like the good stuff doesn't get the recognition it deserves not saying that i'm like the best but i feel like i, I what with what i do i'm i, I you know i'm pretty good at it's it. like hard work doesn't matter anymore yeah kind of no. what it is like the people but, don't appreciate the hard work it's just yeah just give me the thing right yeah 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 Yeah, i'm picking up what you're putting down the world sucks (laughs) (laughs) that's why i go fishing dude that's why i go fishing if anything comes out of this this entire podcast of (laughs) people are stupid the world sucks (laughs) people are highly yeah yes people are overrated the world would be better off without us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's why, dude. That's why I'm on the water in the woods, man. That's and right. Since, you know, I video it, but if I didn't have a camera, guess what I'd be doing? The exact same thing you see me do on camera. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh, the good thing about having the camera and doing the YouTube thing is I always have an excuse why I have to go hunting or fishing. I got to get a video. So if there's stuff around the house that needs to be done, I got to tell my wife, hey, you know, look, I'm going to take care of it, but I have to go fishing today because I need to get a video. Right. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's great. And then one day when I'm making a living at it, then it'll really be solidified. So next topic, alligators. Dude. All right. Now you just open a box. Yeah. So alligators in what context? Hunting them, seeing them eating them uh yeah all right overall just just whatever's in your mind just let it come out all right so i've, I've been kicking around this idea of starting like a nonprofit called alligators aren't green hmm. hear me out the only thing that makes me more mad than traffic circles and everything else that <laughs> is when I see a green alligator. 
Every alligator you see in a cartoon or in a coloring book or a mascot is green, but you have never seen a green alligator in your life. And you if know I, what? I'm I, sitting there looking at one right now and ain't a spot of green on him. That's right. Because y'all, whoever's watching the video, if you can, let's see. There he is up there. That's the tail of him. I mean, that's brown, tan, black. They're not green. Yeah. And we and we have a we have a very good mutual friend who's a tattoo artist, and I like to remind him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. Dude, that so that that just overrated burns burns me when I see a green alligator. It's like if you would have it's like if you would have grown up knowing what a polar bear is, right? But every time you see one in a cartoon, it's blue. And every time you see the the, the icy polar bear or the coke polar bear, it's blue. And people try to convince you that that's normal. You know it's not blue. Dude, this has never even crossed my mind before. Well, well, that's why I'm saying it because it, <laughs> think about this. Is it stuff that keeps me up at night? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Now, back to the question. Oh man, I think alligator meat is overrated. I think hunting alligators. I've never done it, so I can't really have an opinion. Before you go any further. The uh, the lottery is open for alligator tags right now. But so, but there's a problem to that. What's that? Because when you draw the tags, you have to go to that mandatory meeting, and it's the first week of September. And I'm in Colorado elk hunting, and I don't care about alligators. Uh, I don't remember if uh he had to go to a meeting last year. Well, I, I know the last time I applied. Which I don't is, think they do that anymore. It's been a couple of years. It said you had to attend a mandatory meeting on, it was like the first week of September on like a Wednesday. Yeah. And, uh, I don't care hmm. enough. All right. Well, if you ever decide to do it, just right. get the tags and I'll take you in the boat. There you go. So, but anyway, go ahead. And I'm sorry to cut you off. I just got <laughs> excited there for a second because. I think the meat's kind of overrated. I feel like it don't really taste like anything. It's just me. It tastes like a fishy chicken. Yeah. It it it's it tastes like it wants to be a frog leg, but it <laughs> didn't quite make it. Yeah. Um, as far as hunting them, I've never done it, but it it you know, and I'll probably make some people mad, but I just. I don't, it doesn't look difficult. Like you just hang rotten chicken and then you drive up. And if the chicken's gone, you pull the rope, you shoot it. You know, it's, it's the hardest part of getting the boat if it's big. Yes. Um, but it is fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's fun. I just, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with overrated. Uh, I love alligators. Don't get me wrong. I love them as a creature, as an animal. I think they're oh, I like, fascinating. I like seeing them, like, like having seen them my whole life, I still get excited when I see one. Yeah, you know, but I like seeing I like seeing animals. I was on a walk yesterday around my neighborhood. I saw 
two baby raccoons and I was just like all excited because I right. saw, you know, yeah, I'm the same way. And yeah, I can go with, with the meat thing. I do like the meat, but it's not. I mean, Nutra is better. 100%. Um, now, the tan one, I do like the alligator hide up there on the wall. And I made a, a, a gun holster. Did you see the gun holster I made? I did. I did. So that that's cool. So I'm gonna, you know, next time I get gators, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna tan a hide just for making stuff out of it, making yeah. stuff out of the leather. And and you fleshed and tanned yeah. an alligator. So All you three of them. That sucks. Yeah, I did three of them. Yeah. Yeah. But they do look cool. Yeah. It's just, man, that's a lot of work. So I guess the reason I'm gonna say overrated is because there's so daggum many of them now. Yeah, like the the success story of Louisiana bringing the alligators back from where they were. I think they were somewhere around like two thousand or something like that. It was like a ridiculously low number, and now they're up over. I think there's like over a million or two million in in, in the wild, and then like another million in farms. Like it's ridiculous how many to have, and like they just recently reduced the number that the farms have to replace. Um, put back every year because there's so many. Yeah, they've they've far surpassed their goal. And, oh yeah. Um, like every every now and then I'll you know drive to New Orleans or that way, and I always go on I-55. So you're driving over water, you know, right. for twenty-ish miles. Um, just, like driving on the interstate, just kind of glancing. I don't really look at the road. I look for stuff when I drive. Yeah, me too. Dude, you can easily see like 30, 40 alligators. Yeah. Like like it's nothing. And when we were kids, it was like amazing. Oh, look at alligators. Now it's yeah. like now they're and everywhere. It, it and that it ticks me off. <laughs> a lot. Like I'm glad they came back. I really am. What they make but dude, they, they, they are make, everywhere. But they make them so hard to get. Like you would think as many as there are, it would be a lot easier for people to hunt them recreationally. To get tagged, yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother thing with politics and money and. Well, yeah, that's, they're still they're still protected, so it's a lot a lot harder because of because of that. Because like once you're on that list, it's hard to get something off of that list. Yeah, but they um, but my biggest issue lately is I I got a well my mom bought it for me, but it was a pretty expensive dog that you got to meet in Whalen. And dude, his drive is up. Like these chickens I got, these little chicks that are in a dog kennel right now because they're too small to go outside. Dude, he'll sit here for hours and just stare at that kennel because he wants to go retrieve a bird. But I can't take him hunting, dude. Everywhere we go, there's alligators in the pond. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. I can't even take, like, the practice some swimming. I had to, uh, Put him in a swimming pool the other day to get him to swim because every every pond a piece of water around here they got a daggum alligator yeah it's crazy yeah. which will move into the next topic of swamp tours um you know i know this is overrated underrated but i feel like i don't really have a and either on that like I, I i like i think swamp tours are cool because it, it for a touristy thing you know it kind of gives you know it's like tourist revenue for communities right. like 
and stuff. I think that's awesome because people are just in awe of the stuff that we take for granted that we get to see every day. Yeah. You know, and if, if you step back, you know, when like no different than you or I going somewhere else and being amazed by trees or, or mm-hmm. we don't see, you know, same thing. Um, so I think that's cool. And like, like we went down to my brother-in-law lives like South of Miami and we went down there like right after Christmas and we did like a swamp tour airboat ride through the Everglades. It was awesome. Like totally awesome. So I think in that regards, they're kind of like, I think most people would view them as overrated, but I think they're kind of underrated if you like truly appreciate that sort of thing. Right. I have to go with the swamp tour itself for, you know, the people who participate. I think they're underrated. The swamp tour companies are highly overrated. And here's why. There's a couple problems. One is those freaking airboats. Okay. They're fun to ride on. They're cool. But they're so daggum loud. And we have canal right here by my house that yep. they're not supposed to be in because it's too close to houses. Dude, them things rattle my windows when they're in that canal and they're not supposed to be. And they kick it into high gear and take off. Yeah. Drives me freaking nuts. I hate it. And they're everywhere. Everywhere. Like you can't go anywhere in Lafitte. I went down to uh out of Bayou Gosh and to Zalman's and I'm fishing over there and a freaking swamp tour comes by with the, the airboat. Yeah. Drives me nuts. Now in West Wego, they got both that, that launches out of West Wego, but they got the pontoon boats, which I'm all for. Me, I would rather do a swamp tour on a pontoon boat. Yes. If I wanted to go on a ride on an airboat, that should be like a separate thing to me. Yeah. But a pontoon boat, you can actually hear yourself think. You can hear the, the guy talk to you. You know, to me, like while you're going, he can be, you know, teaching you about you this and that. This learn and that. about what you're seeing instead of just right. seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the airboats, I mean, they just haul butt until they get to a spot, stop, then they'll turn the engine off and talk to you. But it's different if you're going down, you know, this is a cypress tree, blah, blah, blah. This is this kind of bird, whatever. You can't do that in an airboat. I mean, they're fun, but I mean, I think it takes away from the experience. Yeah. The second thing I hate to those tour guides, the swamp tour people, is they feed the freaking alligators. Dude, yes. That and that, that burns me up so bad because all, all they're doing is habituating them and somebody's yeah. end up getting killed. It's it's two things. Somebody's gonna get killed or hurt. Or if it doesn't even get to that point yet, they're going to have to kill the alligator just because it's getting too dangerous. Yeah. And you know, it's so easy to tell where they're doing it because I'm in my kayak most of the time. A lot, more than in my boat, I'm in my kayak. Kayak's 14 foot long. I've come up to 12 foot alligators and they go under and swim away. Yep. They, they're natural fear of humans. Uh, if, even if they're not sure I'm a human, I'm a bigger alligator than them technically, you know, something on big top of the water. So they, they duck and go. I was in my boat one day and I go in this little canal. I've never been in before. It's a little dead end canal. As soon as I kill my motor, two alligators swim straight to my boat. Like that's completely obvious that they're looking for food from people because no alligator would naturally do that. Right. 
because they have a natural fear of humans. When you go to places that have bears, they tell you don't feed the bear. Yeah. For a reason, you know? Well, it's illegal from the feed them. Yeah. But they still do it. And they post videos of it. And And nobody does anything. That's a dude. People suck. Dude. I think you just invited me on here to talk about how just bash people. People are. (laughs) (laughs) We don't deserve to live. Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I do love alligators, and I do like the idea of swamp sword because I do like people coming here to get educated. Yeah, because uh, part of the reason we struggle with our coast issues is not enough people care about it. Because I mean, really, the only ones that care about it are the ones that are here. Yeah, so it's not like a national thing. But if you get people to come here, see what what we have, you know, like the fisheries, and uh, you know, just all the wildlife we have here, and the unique landscape that we have you get more people to care then it might you know you might get more of a national support or whatever but you know it is what it is we'll yeah. probably end up new orleans will be beachfront property at some point that's why i live north man yeah wow dude <laughs> i mean i moved in this house and three months later hurricane ida hits and yeah. you know all hell breaks loose but dude i love it here i love it here if I move off the body, I'm going to the mountain. Yeah, 100%. What about Boudin? I'm a fan, man. I think it's... I'm not going to say it's overrated because I eat it all the time. But I'm also not going to say it's underrated because everybody else eats it all the time. <laughs> if you can get good Boudin. If you which, get good Boudin. Which... I. I I think y'all might be lacking in that department. Oh yeah, you, yeah, you'll find it every now and then. But I mean, you got to go to Lafayette, Rain, Broussard, that area, and get that really I've good. Got a place two miles from me, really. That is on my way home every day, and I have to tell myself not to stop and get Buddha. Mm. Yeah, I love me some Buddha. I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna say it's underrated. Good boudin is underrated. Well, it's it's one of those things. It's it's like Piro. Yeah. It's it's underrated because more people don't know about it. Right. And that might be, yeah, that might be it. And when you say it to somebody who doesn't know what it is, it, it's like you're speaking a different language. But when they taste it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Faces light up. Oh, yeah. I love me some boudin. What about crackling? You like crackling? Dude, absolutely. So, I'm I haven't really tasted many that I like, but my buddy who used to work at the firehouse with us, he used to cook them. And, dude, I, I, oh man, I eat them till I'm sick, but they were still a little chewy. You know, they had the crunch or whatever, but it was still just a little bit to chew on still. It yeah. wasn't just real dried out, and I really like that. But a lot of the stuff I get is just like you bite it and it just whoosh, almost like just the skin. Oh, no, dude. No. I All like right. to be able to so, chew on it. So Friday morning, I'm bringing you crackling and good boot. <laughs> Heck, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm going to hop on my way, and I'm going to get us breakfast. Heck, yeah. I'm all about that. Some good old boot. What about bank fishing? Actually, we can do the... Well, I guess we'll do these last two together: ink right. fishing and perch jerking, because they're kind of can thing. be the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think it's 
I think it's very, very underrated. I think both are underrated. Um, I feel like most people view perch jerk and bank fishing as like something you just do with kids to get kids. Mm -hmm. Dude, I will do that over any other form of fishing. I'm not interested in going like wait, you know, like cast and just sit there and wait for a bite. Right. Or like bass fishing doesn't really do anything for me. Um, but man, to go like find a spot where you can catch a whole ton of bluegill, sign me up all day. Wait till Friday, dude. Love it. Friday's gonna be sick because they got they got a lot of perch in there, but they just so many cichlids that they they've taken over a lot of them. You'll definitely catch more cichlids than you will perch. And by the way, if anybody's listening to this who's not from Louisiana or the South, what we're calling perch is bluegill or little sunfish, panfish. Because I know we actually don't have perch. No, perch is that yellow green fish with the stripes on it up further up north that yep. I yep. just just found out about like last year did you know because that's all we call it. if it's not a sockele which is crappie or crappy to the rest of the country it's not a sockele well yeah if it's not a sockele and it's a panfish it's a perch <laughs> I mean, they call those cichlids blue perch i've heard people calling that before i have i have taxidermy friends like out of state and and they're just like y'all just say everything wrong or you just make up words for they're not wrong just make up words for something you know I'm going to have to do, I have to write a book on all the things that Louisiana people say different. I yeah. mean, a lot of it's, a lot of it's due to the French. Right. But yeah. I mean, we, they, we also have what Spanish and German heritage in South Louisiana. Yeah. But a lot of it's, a lot of it's, especially the way, you know, Sacolet, Poudou, Dogri. I mean, it's all French. Yeah. That's all French. Yep. You know, yeah. Yep. But man, I, I, just some of my best memories as a kid is just go and catch perch mm -hmm. from a bank somewhere like off the off the new highway where they got the levee on both sides right that that it's all like fenced off and stuff yep 30 years ago that wasn't fenced and you could walk that entire levee both ways both directions and do just so when's the last time you've been there uh, Man, I drove down Lafitte like two weeks ago, but I, I think, but we took the old highway down. So it's a park now. Oh, really? It's called Park de Famille, and you can go in there. And they, had, they just built a kayak launch and everything. Really? So you can launch in that because that's actually a bayou. That's that's Bayou de Famille. It looks yeah. like a drainage ditch, but it, yeah, it's the bayou. Well, they built a fishing pier and a kayak launch, and you can fish that. And actually, the gate. That if you're heading towards Lafitte, the gate to the left, there's an opening for you to go in. They actually have a trash can out in front of it. Like, they allow you to go park and go in there. Oh, really? Yep. There's people fishing it all the time. Hmm. They got cichlids up in there, too. Yeah, dude, that, we used to fish that all the time when I was a kid. And just wear them out. Between the bluegill, goggle eye, and sockle right. right there. Man, it was awesome. Yeah, I'm about to say both of those are... Uh... Both of those are underrated. Even bank fishing, not just perch, but bank fishing in general. Because before I got a boat, so growing up, my grandpa's, both my grandpa's had boats. Um, my mom's dad had a camp out on the school bus canal out of Lafitte. 
and my dad's dad had a camp, but that was before my time. So they were all fishermen. You know, we, we went fishing. Then they kind of grew out of it, got out of fishing. And I went with my uncle all the time in his boat. Well, he passed early. Uh, he was actually younger than me when he died. Younger than I am right now when he died. And uh, that was my fishing buddy. So after that, I didn't have any way to go fishing. So it was all bank fishing at that point before I discovered kayaks. So we'd go. It was nothing. I'd go to Fouchon Grand Isle if I wanted to go catch redfish. And we just, because down there, you can just pick a spot on the side of the road and start fishing. And, you, yeah. you know, just hit the spots and find it. So it's I don't know it's something I do enjoy about bank fishing. Yeah. Now I I prefer to be in the boat most of the time, but I mean if you watch my videos, I still I'll still go beat the bank, and then perch, man. That that's yeah. You get yeah. in a mess of perch and it's just they're good. And they're so freaking good. delicious. It's so good to eat. Yeah. Thank so delicious. Whole or fillet? You... And I've always eaten them filleted. Yeah. Like, yeah, and whole. Let's just. That's a lot of work, man. Dude, I tried it the other day. I, I got it on. It's one of my videos, recent videos. I, I I don't care for. it. I don't like the bones. Yeah, I don't want to be able to just pop it in my mouth, little fish nugget, just pop it in my mouth and yeah, get on with it. And he's uh, you ever had the uh, the cichlids? You ever ate them? No. no, it's pretty much like I don't know if you. I'm gonna have to cook them side by side, but I don't think you can tell the difference. Just a little panfish. I, I would imagine it'd be similar. I mean, it's similar size fish. I'm sure they eat the same stuff. And, yeah. Their meat's a little bluish. Yeah. Like a, it's got like a little hint, like a little bluish tinge, not like super blue. But so if you're going to mount the fish, so like we were talking about earlier with the fish, when they bite uh, bright and vibrant, and then you pull them out and they're not. Like right. them cichlids look amazing when they first come out of the water. But then you throw them in an ice chest and they just dull. Yeah. That blue, that blue almost turns gray. Yeah, you gotta paint them anyway. But yeah, um, I'm. I you just, paint, you paint like actual flesh mount fish. You still oh, paint them? Yeah, you have to. They they oh, com okay. completely fade out. Um, oh, once you once a fish is dead, and like you skin it, they they turn like an ashy gray color. Yeah. Um, you can still see like on a bass, you can still see the pattern, like the side, the side mm -hmm. bars, and all that stuff. Um, the belly spots, you can see like a contrast of dark but there's there's like zero color um hmm. very faint color so you gotta you gotta paint the whole the whole fish i'm sick let's hopefully they'll at least hold that the spots where you can see the spots and just it'll, it'll hold the, spot. the spots. yeah but i'll i'll have to i'll have to paint it but man it i think it's gonna be a nightmare to paint but i'm kind of up for the challenge because they got a lot of spots <laughs> Well, the good thing is it's not for a client. You can take your time with it and yeah, do I can, it at will. I can mess it up, strip the paint off of yep. it, do it. But yeah. Well, I'm gonna wait and see how it comes out then before I get one get you to do one for me. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that would be awesome to have up on the wall. Yeah, man. And they yeah. got some pretty big ones in there too. Something you never see. I mean, yep. I, you know, I like I like working on random stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Most people don't have. Yeah, they got a um I like that. I got that little ugly stick cuz my ultralight. And when you get, you know, one that big or bigger, man, that that thing starts <laughs> that drag starts pulling out like yeah. got a big old bull red, man. Oh, it's a blast. But yeah, we're going to tackle that Friday and uh y'all be on the lookout cuz that video will be out uh not long after after we film it. Cuz that's going to be a, a good time and I'm going to cook them up.
So, but that's all the topics we have for today. And uh, that's our time. And respect Derek's time. Get him off of here. And uh, yeah. So, like I said, we try and film this live uh, every Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on the work schedule. And if you miss it, then it's always on wherever you get your podcast the following Monday. But uh, man, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, I, w- I just want to say one last thing. Yeah, do it. If if you see your kid, I'm talking to the, the audience. Mm-hmm. If your kid picks up a green crayon, the color an alligator, <laughs> punch him. <laughs> I'm gonna think that now every time I see an alligator. Like I'm gonna mess with people when they're tattoos. That lying but... is wrong. Oh man. Yeah. Dude, thank, thanks for having me again. It's, this is fun. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have you on again, dude. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll do this again sometime because uh, trying to keep this consistent. I need guests, and it's a good time, man. Yeah. It's always good to have a uh, good conversation. So yeah. I, I I'll I'll send you a list of people. I I know some interesting people who are okay. Yeah, definitely involved with all the hunting, fishing stuff. So yeah, that'll be great. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Bye.